Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode number four in the book of Ephesians. Listen in with me as we hear what I'm going to title, Faith with Real Effect. We're going to find the real effects of a inner faith, and they are, it's toward real people, and it's toward real knowledge, and it's toward real wisdom, and it's using toward real power. This is from Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15. For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love towards all the saints. There's the real people. I do not cease to give thanks to for you, remembering you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom. There's the real wisdom. And of revelation in the knowledge of him. There's the real knowledge. Having the eyes of your heart enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. What are the riches of the glorious inheritance of the saints? And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power towards us? There's the real power. Who believe according to the work, working of his great might. That he worked in Christ. I'm just going to describe all these great attributes of Christ here now. When he raised him from the dead and seated him, he seated him at the right hand of, the, of in the heavenly fate, places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age but in the one to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. So first off. In verse uh, number 15, we find that his love goes towards the, the the saints. And the highest compliment that you could give someone is to remember that I'm in prayer. And that's the first thing he says. I do not cease to give thanks to you, remembering you in my prayer. Now, prayer can get more complicated than that, but it's how Paul starts. And uh, not a bad way to to start our prayers is, who do you, who do you remember in prayer? And then he has a faith that is directional. It is towards the saints. It's with real effect. It's directional love. And his uh, units of love are primarily towards the saints, which means you Ephesians, towards the Ephesians church. So sub-principle here is that God loves his church. And it's a marker of him. In the Bible, there are hundreds of examples of how much he loves his church. And we should love his church, and we should love the people of his church. It's a marker of him, and it's a marker of us. And so a question would be, are there hundreds of examples of you having the marker that is in Christ, which is loving his church? And what's the opposite of a self-loving church? It's probably not I hate, but I think it's indifference. You know, very few people say, I hate my church. I think more people say, hey, it doesn't matter. I don't care. I think that's the that's the antithesis that Paul is working away from. So the first thing about faith have, is with real effect is that it's towards real people. And then he prays that God may give the spirit of wisdom, that God may give the spirit of knowledge in the revelation, in the a revelation in the knowledge of him. So he he's asking that people might receive both knowledge and then, so that's sort of like the the head part of it, and then the feet part about it is, and then know how to use it. So wisdom is the right application, the right use of the experience 
of knowing God. So he prays for the eyes of their heart to be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he called you and the riches of his inheritance. And then the final thing he, he asks for is power. So, so far, he's, he's, faith has been with real effect towards people. It's, to, it's asking for real knowledge and then real application. And then the final thing that he asks for here is he asks for power. Faith with real effects is power, that you would know power. Uh, it, the same power that raised Jesus, so its characteristic is that it's infinite. And then he describes Jesus as being seated and accomplished and triumphant. And not only in this age, and it, so it lasts eternally. Now, before we all get a big head, think about James 5.16, a very uh, classic passage on prayer. And it says, the prayer of a righteous person has great effect or has great power. And so who do you know that's righteous? Well, nobody apart from being full of Jesus, being covered with Jesus, being under Jesus, being attached to, to Jesus. So that's that's the right, that's what it means by being a righteous person. So the prayer of a righteous person has great power. Well, it's this power that that we're talking about. This is not about knowledge with a power that is at arm's length. It's it's about knowledge of power itself, a power that is other-sourced, that's being a righteous person, and being compared with a resurrection power that is eternal, and it's accomplished, and it's triumphant. So faith that is real, and faith that has real effect, has some wisdom, and then it, and knowledge, and directionality towards the people of God, and then we finally found out that it's powerful. It's attached, associated, borrowed from Jesus, but it is powerful. So Paul remembers the Ephesians, and we should be remembering our our friends and enemies at church, uh, primarily at church, love towards the saints. And then, Lord, I, I also want this great power because I'm a righteous person only defined by being under you. So yes, I want power over sin. I want power over rulers. I want power over authorities. I want power over uh, everything. I want to be triumphant. I want to have faith. I want to have real effect with towards people, having wisdom, having knowledge, and then finally having power. So faith with real effect has a directionality to it, it has a knowledge, it has wisdom, which is the application of the knowledge, and then it has power, which is the effect of all those things. Thanks for listening.